Alright, this is the Hilarious Society Podcast. Let me adjust this bad boy. Laugh about it, laugh about it, laugh about it. Um, and we're back here with our boy Logan. What's going on, my dog? What's up, dude? What's up, brother? Hey, I'm with Caesar here. What's, What's up, Caesar? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Logan's a new friend of mine, a longtime friend of Caesar and all the boys and girls here living in San Diego. So, guys got a different mentality. I think that you guys will really take a lot of benefit from as far as like um, more than just doing our shit, but like kind of extrapolating like different parts of your mind and body that you didn't know were possible. Um, so I'm really stoked to have you, brother. Super, just like well, super loyal friend, fucking good dude. Um, and yeah, bro, let's just get into it. How you doing tonight? Doing good, dude. Good, dude? I'm glad to finally get you on here, dude. I'm ready, I'm ready for some bombs to be dropped. Um, well, I guess for starters, dude, I mean, we've always talked about like pushing yourself to the outer limits and whatnot. I know it's super cliche, but I guess in your life, like what have you seen or how have you seen like pushing yourself to an outer limit, like really impact, um, like your, your, your mind for the better. Cause I feel like people think that when you do hard shit, people just say that you do hard shit to do hard shit. But like, I feel like there's a long term, you know, residual effect from doing it. Yeah. I can definitely, uh, first relate it back to wrestling. Uh, yeah. I wrestled for a really long time. Oh yeah. Um, I was just like, uh, just like one of those kids, like I was going to church every Sunday, like super yeah. like, no, we didn't grow up in a great place, but like we were still like, we we're like, where did you grow up? Yeah, uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania, uh, Altoona. Okay. Um, so it was like literally through a dark bullseye in Pennsylvania. At Pennsylvania, yeah. you'll hit Altoona. Yeah. Um, super poor like area. Um, eventually moved down south, to Tennessee. Yeah. Um, lived in North Carolina for a little bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, just like growing up and seeing like not good stuff. Like, I don't know, like parents weren't you know didn't have the best jobs and stuff like that they For obviously sure. came up a little bit but um yeah. but yeah it was just like i needed something to keep my mind off of like home problems mm-hmm. and like problems i saw like with my friends and that they had with their family and stuff like that like yeah. i was probably like eight years old and i saw my mom like crying because she said like you know I don't know where the next pot we're going to piss in is at. Yeah. Um, she so, was tough. Growing up. Yeah, exactly. So I definitely had to get into something that would uh, stress my mind uh, and stress my body mm-hmm. just so um, I could stress my mind. And in that moment, uh, I was distracted. And then the soreness of wrestling practices yeah. would hit me the days after. And then I'd be like, this is exactly like, this yeah. is good for me. This is a great distraction. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I, I did that for a while, uh, put a little bit of football and stuff like that, and it def- definitely uh, uh, disciplined me yeah. um, a lot. Now, later in life, like growing up, stuff like that, like going through different jobs. Um, I work for a moving company. It's probably yeah. like one of the hardest jobs I have. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, Why do you say that, though? Like, it, was just, it was very physically demanding. We, we huh. had like, uh, I'll never forget it, we had moved. Uh, Get Max trying to drink it. <clears throat> Max! He's a little shit. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. We had uh, we, we moved this like six thousand square foot house into this beautiful neighborhood, and I they had like twelve rooms or something. Like yeah, that, and they were all completely furnished, and we were like a team of four guys. I think we yeah. got it done in like seven hours or something like that. Yeah, it was like there was just times we were just like, "Fuck, dude, this sucks." Um, we just like I don't know, just like growing up stuff like that, wrestling, wrestling just 
wrestling Tommy so much that I'll always have for the rest of the weight cutting, I feel like it's got to be super fucking, like, a yeah. mental game in itself, dude, huh? Yeah, that shit Because, like, you're just, like, what, fucking sauna spinning? I've lost, like, nine pounds in one night. was, I think, like, the worst it got. God What's going through your body? Wait, you lost how much? It's like nine pounds, but it's just all water, water weight. weight. Oh, yeah, so, you're probably yeah, spitting so, in the cup. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. I'd throw a bunch of Jolly Ranchers in my mouth at school. We would all have Gatorade bottles. Yeah. And we'd wrap, like, uh, medical tape around them just yeah. so, like, nobody would see that we're just, like, spitting in a bottle. Yeah. They so knew what was going on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd crank the shower on, uh, like, just as hot as it can go at my house. Mm-hmm. And I would just sit in my toilet, on my toilet, with a sauna suit on and a trash bag <laughs> yeah. on and then a few, like, just pairs of sweats. And um, every, like, 20 minutes, I'd take everything off. My mom would have, uh, like, one of the window squeegees. Yeah. Like, gas station stuff like that. Yeah. And scrape all the sweat off me. Yeah. And then I'd just jock the all back up again. And then just go for, like, little runs and stuff. It was, it was miserable. Fucking hell, huh? Yeah, it was just... And then we'd weigh in uh, the next day. So I'd do that just, like, the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, take a good shit right before weigh-ins. So you'd always yeah. get, like, the last, like, pound off. Yeah. And then... Right after weigh-ins, ah, dude, I would grub. I'd drink two Pedialytes, like, salmon, seaweed, and Hawaiian rolls were pretty much all I lived on for yeah. a good bit. Most, mainly in high school. Uh, high school wrestling is when everything kind of went pretty serious. Yeah. Uh, especially with weight cutting, weight cutting. Why seaweed? Uh, just to wrap the salmon up in. It was <laughs> so just giving it, just give it a little up. texture. And yeah, so you're not just like straight sliding in your mouth. Yeah, was, yeah dude, that's tough. I think uh, kind of what you're talking about, remind me of, uh, I've, heard, I've read it or heard it in some podcast before, but he talks about like, I think Rogan talks about it. It's like, you can either, you're going to have suffering in life. So if you decide to like do, I think forget what he, the word he uses, but it's like suffering by choice. Like you give yourself hard shit to do on purpose, it'll prepare you mentally, physically for what life yeah. gives yep. you shit because it's inevitable you're going to have hard shit. Obviously, <clears> it sounds like with your life, how you grew up, you were constantly having to go through an environment where like, it was pretty fucking tough on you. Yeah. And so, you being like, um, I guess, what's the word? Um, attracted to like wrestling and football and like you talk about like it allows your body and brain to like suffer but in an environment that's healthy for you. Yeah. So then when you go home, you know, maybe you're a little bit more tired or a little bit more loose because you've gotten all that angst out for the day. Yeah, know? and it was like, and just like goes on to like the brotherhood stuff that I'll never like I still live with it to this day. It's yeah. just like you just go through um and do hard shit yeah. with hard dudes. Yeah. And if you like going from that and then to like just like a classroom setting, like where you have a mix of like all these different people from all these different backgrounds and right. like some of these people will like either like never see a wrestling mat in their day, like yeah. never catch a football. Like these dudes just like play video games, stuff like that. Yeah. It's like downing. Cause then you go back and you're at wrestling practice and you're like, I want these hard dudes mm-hmm. that want to make everybody in this room better. And out of like fun, they're going to push me to my absolute limits because they think it's funny. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny to see them like try to do that. Yeah, and, like yeah. make yourself just better. It's, it's just competition. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. You wrestle too, right? No, I never did. I just did football and baseball and a little track here and there. So yeah. I, my dad always, my dad did, he always told me I should. And like, I kind of regret not doing it, but I just remember my, I had two buddies that did it and they were telling me like, I bitched out. They were like, dude, there's so much fucking I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. But it just, it, just, it gives you such a mental edge, dude. In any other sport, in other aspect, because <clears> like, you learn how to like, like legit embrace the suck. Like, don't get me wrong, I love football, but there's a different level when it comes to like wrestling. You know? yeah, I mean, and it's, it's definitely like, it's the amount of cardio. Dude, that's the best Wrestling's thing. not easy. I mean, like, and I, like, very successful people 
uh, usually have a background of wrestling. Of like, even if they did it for a year, a couple ah, years, that means you're fucked. You didn't wrestle. Hey, it's never too late to start. Right. Right. You do whatever, but but yeah, it's just just the discipline that comes from it. It's just you're there, and it's like you're not gonna walk out those doors before practice is done. Yeah, you're gonna keep like keep doing hard shit and like just keep doing what you have to do to like finish the match that you're in, or like Mm. just make whoever like it's never like about yourself. Uh, It's just about the dudes that you have around you. So you want to make them better. So then. If you're out at the bars one day and you get in a fight, yeah, you know your yeah, boys, the boys are, are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they're gonna and it's also, too, you. like, you find a, a, you dig deeper, right, when you're doing it for someone other than yourself. Because, like, it's easy to quit on yourself, but it's fucking harder when you have, like, four or five. It's or so five. easy to go internal. Yeah. Like, going internal is, like, the worst thing that you could ever do, even yeah. with anything. Like, even if you're not doing hard shit, just, like, if you just zone out for a second, like, those are, like, lost seconds of your life that you could be doing mm-hmm. something productive or... Right. Like... It, I get it if it's like yoga or something like that. Or you yeah. want to do like, like some meditation or stuff, which I do. I love yoga and I yeah. love meditating. Um, but yeah, you just gotta like use your time very wisely. Yeah, be aware of yeah, be aware of what's consuming your time for the better and for the worse. I think kind of going into like yoga, meditating. Um, I guess and Caesar too. Don't feel free. To, feel free to chime in. <laughs> I'm just how uh, how do you think like the body strengthens the mind and like in what areas do you feel that like because of you know. Hard shit's so cliche, but like, you know, doing, let's say, like long runs or wrestling or structure or maybe the environment you grew up in, like, how does, how is that strengthened and cultivated your mind? And like, what things do you use as tools? So like, so, uh, I guess I can start this out. Like, I can ask both of you this, like, do you think, um, do you think you're born with mental toughness or do you think mental toughness is built throughout your life? Built. 100%. 100%. Why? I just think that everyone has choices throughout their lives. And depending on people's reasonings and purpose or stuff that they're trying to achieve at the current stage kind of dictates what people end up choosing. And your choices end up either bringing you through the easier path because people aren't willing to suffer. So you're probably more likely lived a more peaceful life with a lot less stress. Uh, and it's probably something that you didn't have to do. So your life kind of dictated uh, you being ha- or having that possibility to take easier choices. On the other hand, having uh, a life where you're probably forced to. And, and I mean, I don't think anyone always wants to. I think when you're younger, you're probably not. It's not your primary choice to go ahead and do the harder things, which is why I think it ends up just happening. But I think <clears throat> it is built by your decisions. And the fact that you were forced to make and essentially had this only route to do difficult things, right? Like you, you say growing up, you, you face these difficult decisions. You probably weren't, uh, you didn't, you know, probably like, you know, you had to go through some tough shit growing up. And I don't think all of those were necessarily what you would have wanted, but nonetheless, it was probably the only option. So I, these things probably build up that. Okay, Mike, I've gone, you know, like when you did have to choose between hard and difficult, like it was easier for you to pick difficult because you knew that at the end of it, you come out a lot better of a person. Yeah. And even though it sucks, you know, it sucks, you kind of know, like if your purpose and your reasoning why you're doing that, why you're going to face those difficulty um, scenarios uh, is worth it, then you're like, you're like, fuck it, you know, I'll see you, you know, at the finish line. So like, so you're able to build it, you know, with your choices and just say, hey, like, 
I'm going to choose to do this, even though it's probably not the easiest route, but you're like, it's a route I need to take to get me where I want to be. So with that though, like, do you not think you're, you're, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with anything because I think everybody has their own point of view on this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you not think you're born with that? You're oh, just, no. you just discover it. Where does it go? Yeah. And we're back. Yeah, Why right. was you? Take we'll broken. We'll All right. And we're back. All right, yeah, um, I don't know if I picked it up, but uh, do you think it's, uh, you're not like uh, just born with it, you just no identify certain things at certain points in your life that you already had? No, no, because it's, it's, I think it's a big nurture part, right? So, you know, to no like fault of their own, people that are born a little bit wealthier tend to have an easier life in a lot of these mm-hmm. things. Right, so it's why, um, like, actually, Joe Rogan just spoke about this. He was telling it's why you don't see people that wrestle like professionally come from that background, right? Most of the best wrestlers and jujitsu fighters and MMA fighters that you see had a shitty life, right? Okay. So they had a shitty life, so they had a scrap, they had a fight. I mean, I grew up in South Central Los Angeles, and like you just had to be able to be able to take care of yourself, right? And it's not something that we chose to. It's not like, hey, I want to like fight something, but my parents always say, hey, don't start a fight, but if shit happens, finish it, right? So you always have these things in the back of your mind when it's kind of like the only way to go, right? When shit hits the fan, like there's only one option you have, whether you want to do it or not, like it's something you end up doing, right? Yeah, so I don't think, I think you're, you're, like your path or like your kind of journey does um, does allow you to make these decisions, but without going to these decisions, there's no way that like you're gonna take someone that had a stress-free life and one day they're going to be able to make the decisions and the same amount of like stressful um, and go through the same amount of stress if you like never like you know if you never experienced this, right? Yeah. Like you'll hear <clears throat> you'll hear Goggins uh, talk about the people that like make it through, you know, I mean, just like through difficult shit. Like they're not athletes. They're not, um, you know, like people can be in the condition. What's that test that people take in the Navy? Fucking. Yeah, or so, something, right? It's not the, it's, it's, it's not the athletes the people with the best condition. They do it. It's people that have, that have gone through hard shit that do things aside from them with a different kind of purpose. And those are the people that are used to doing hard shit because they have to do it, whether they want to or not. Right. Yeah. Not the people that have just been, you know, stress-free without any, like, you know, like, hardship, right? Like, yeah, they probably ran a thousand miles, but it's when you're in your head and having this, these decisions that kind of solidify, like, whether you're, like, going to fight it or, like, avoid it or just fucking go through it, right? Yeah, I, that's just, that's why I wanted to bring up this question, too. It's because that's how, like, uh, back to the original question that uh, Nick asked me is, does your body strengthen your mind? Mm-hmm. Like, how does that happen? It definitely does. You're... Uh, your body absolutely strengthens your mind, but I think it it doesn't strength it, it strengthens your mindset about certain uh, scenarios. So like say I'm like thrown in an alleyway with these like I don't know, these two jocks are about to like you know, they're squaring me up. Yeah. If I'm in a good physical shape, I'm gonna mentally wanna fuck them up. Mm-hmm. Like that's just like I know I'm in physical shape sure. to beat them up. Yeah. And I know that Mentally too, I know I can like I can get through these guys. But then like if I'm small and frail and like I'm not built, like haven't gone to the gym and stuff like that, it's like I'm not 
going to be in the mental state, I'm going to be like, oh shit, these dudes are going to fuck me up. I'm not making out of here alive. Yeah. Like, you go into fight or flight and... Well, isn't that... Doesn't that kind of corroborate to what I'm saying? Like, it's built, not born with? Well, I think that... I mean, well, you have to build your physicality, but I think... Personally, I think uh, you're built with... Or you're... Uh, um, born? You're born with mental toughness. I believe you, like, you are born with it and... Like, you're born with grit? You're born with the mental toughness to... I mean, everyone has their breaking point, um, but it's that it's past that breaking point that is the mental toughness part, and you're either born with it or you're not. You're either mentally able to push yourself to the absolute limits and then some, but then I believe some people just will never have that. They'll never be able to do, you know, run 100 miles and then... So you're telling me Get someone the finish line and then be told to do one more mile. Like, yeah. there's gonna be some. So I'm gonna give you two scenarios. All right. Let's say you have, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kind of go back into the same place that I was going with, just because it's a huge difference of lifestyle. Someone that was obviously wealthy, and someone that was hard. Right. Let's say somebody that was wealthy was always, you know, like went to school, took the bus, never really had to like do any physical activities. Was just like. Maybe ran track and field or whatever, um, you know, and just had a chill life, right? And then you had this other kid. He probably had to walk home to school, do a lot of difficult shit. Shit was rough. And he was kind of probably had to experience all these things. To him, like, uncomfort isn't uncommon. Like, it's just a discomfort. Yeah, discomfort um, isn't, like, something new. Like, it's just something that he experienced differently. Uh, if they were to tell them, all right, you know, like, hey, you're going to get this. They'll give you a thousand bucks if you make it 50 miles, right? Hence, this guy's probably, um, you know, ran track and field. But the most he's ever, like, had to run were 25 miles, right? And this guy here, this other one, he's probably been dirt poor for a while. A thousand bucks for him means a lot more, right? If you were to put them in a race, who do you think would actually make it to the 50 Mile ride. The guy that, like, well, to him, the that, that has... Training, the kid that's four? Even if he fucking didn't. Like, all you have to do is get to the 50-yard line. Let's just say both line. of them had zero training. No, let's say... No, 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 that's the whole point. Because you can have the abilities. But to to the guy, let's say that, like, all you have to do is get there. Too. You don't even have to be the, the first one there. Like, you just have to get there. Do you think the guy that, to him, a thousand bucks doesn't mean a lot? Like, it, it's not... Like, there's no... Like gratification to like when he's like, well, I mean, I already have a thousand bucks. Like, am I, you know, like he can get a thousand bucks, it wouldn't be a lot. It's there's no, there's no win in the suffrage, right? And he's like, if I can avoid it, why do it? If there's another path, right? That probably is a lot easier. Obviously, you don't gain the benefit of those thousand bucks, but to him's like, it's not a bigger difference. Or the guy that it, it's a lot more important, he's like, fuck it, I've gone through tougher shit for less, and all I have to do is get there. It's not even. Like being first, all I gotta do. I'd is- say if they were, if they're both, neither of them have ever ran. I would put a million bucks on the kid that's poor. Well, if, even if, if the other guy ran, kid runs twenty five miles all the time, and the kid's never ran. I put money on the kid's run. Yeah. No, no, but he doesn't have to win. He doesn't have to win though. Like I said, he, he just yeah, has no, to get there, right? I would bet it because it's, he's more conditioned. No, no, but it's the thing is when you have something that's constant, that's readily available, or it isn't really like like you don't have to do it to obtain it, mm-hmm. right? Let's say, hey man, like right now, currently, let's say. Something you get all the time that without easy. Let's say, I don't know. Give me an example. Something that's readily available. Know, know Just give me something that's readily available to you that you don't have to stress about. Uh, fucking 
Golf, right? No, like golf clubs, like club that you already have. What, what's that one? Prism, whatever, the one that you bought 500, 700 bucks? Oh, uh, Paradigm. Yeah, yeah, the Paradigm. All right, so let's say you have a Paradigm drive. So I'm like, hey, oh, we're, you know, like if you run a mile, I'm going to, or if you if you run 10 miles or something you don't like doing, waking up at 6 a.m. in the morning, right? Yeah. If you wake at six, uh, wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning, we'll give you a Paradigm uh, fucking club. And you're like, oh, are we fucking have one? And then this other fucking kid doesn't like golf or anything, but this thing's 600 bucks or something, yeah. and he... You know, to I him, waking up at I 6 o'clock and shit. Yeah. Okay, I'm just saying, like, you're, you're, trying to get, you're, not, you're less yeah. likely to do it because it's 100%. something that you either already have or you're like, well, why the fuck would I have to do yes. it, right? And even if you don't, you're like, well, I can fucking, you know, buy my own. Like, it's, like, right, right. fucking there, right. right? There's no gauge. So the people that have it or haven't stressed through it, like, you don't wake up and just make hard choices because, like, anything will take the, the path of least resistance. That's mm-hmm. just, like... How things are yeah. right if, if i'm gonna get there at the same way i'm like why am i gonna choose the hardest shit if i don't need what's you know or want to go through all that shit right the difference is that when you go through the hardest shit you'll get things and come into um like achieve skills and traits that you wouldn't if you take the easier route therefore i mean i'm not taking it away like if you have the easier way to route most people will go that way right like people's instant gratification that's why it's a lot more important than the long long term right but it's also why most people don't have over a thousand dollars in a checking account in the U.S., right? It's really like it's you. You kind of give and take. But people that are trying to build wealth and stuff like that, like I'm like, hey, am I gonna go out and get a lease on this fucking car that you know it's three thousand dollars a month? Like mm-hmm. that's fucking insane. Most people aren't even making that you know in the U.S. Like yeah. just insane. So it's it's the difference. I'm just like trying to you know. I mean, it's it's kind of like what people are willing to do to kind of get them to like the to the difficult part like the reasoning has to be enough but for the reasoning to be good enough and for people to go through the hard stuff they have to have had some kind of pain built prior to that they kind of like all right i don't want to be here some kind of like toughness that they have to have built or or just like endured for them to go there because if this isn't the, the the reason you're doing it isn't big enough or the reason you think you're like want to change and make these changes isn't big enough people are going to take the easier route right which is why people have to hit rock bottom like people like the biggest stories you see of people's lives that change are people that hit rock bottom because their life has gone to shit they've had to endure a bunch of crap and no bunch else of, to go but up exactly so like but like so like rich rich kids and stuff like that dudes that are you know born in million dollar homes stuff like that do you not think that they uh, don't have something to prove to themselves. Because like, I, I was going to go to the verse side, because here's the thing, because I've, I've heard this too. I grew up normal, like middle class, sure, but definitely not rich by any means. My dad, like, yeah. my dad, I went through a lot of shit. So actually, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've, you know, um, when I was growing up. But um, there's a lot of families out there that are like super rich, right? But they have like, the kids have like a fucked up relationship with their parents, right? Because their parents are like alcoholics, or never around. Yeah. So I've heard about a lot of rich kids too. And I think the stress can sometimes double because you're like, fucking A. My dad's super successful. I have to match that. So I think it's like it comes but see, down that's to not like, stress, right? No, no, it is, it is. but it's to them. Well, it's, not, it's, not like it's, it's it not is. It's not stress to like us, but it's to them. True, right? But then it's a different level, exactly. But then, um, but if we're bringing so the, that's the stress that they would be good under, right? Like I can't be like, yo, eat spicy food, and then this stress is gonna always correlate exactly to be like how hot you can be in a room for, like sauna, right? Like there's different kinds of conditionings, right? It's stress, but it's not. It doesn't always work the same, right? The only time I can cor- or probably believe that it will correlate if if you're just used to doing hard shit, and at some point it'll blend. 
But when you start conditioning their mind, like it's different, right? Like you taking, you know, like alcohol away from me isn't really going to do shit for me because it's not like something that I really hold dearly to, right? Mm -hmm. On the other hand, if I take golf away from you, you go bananas, right? All right, golf, yeah? yeah. So it's one of those things. If I take like, Naruto away from you, you trip. I mean, dude, that shit's good anime, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah. it's one of, it's one of those things where I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> like tough sad. shit is different for different people, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's different. It's different for everyone, exactly. And I think that, and then it's like, I agree with what you're saying. It's get my shit blown up. Um, if it goes, uh, whatever it is that someone's been through, obviously everyone has a different life and a different path and different trajectory. Yeah. But the bottom line is, everyone's lacking something, no matter where you are in life, whether the richest person or the poorest person. For sure. There's different things you're missing yeah. in life. And but, but the question was, ahead, no. the question was, is it built or is it born with? I think you have to go through some stress for some yeah, reason no. to go for it. Exactly. Like, take it back to like, just elementary, like steel. Like, you don't, you don't become as strong as steel by not putting it under stress. Like, there's nothing in this world that gets stronger by not putting it under stress. Boil an egg, put it under stress. Right, like it's yeah, diamonds create pressure. Feeds diamonds. Yeah, like it's yeah. the thing. Like you have to endure this, like these, the stress to be able to become a lot harder. Right. And I agree. Obviously, yes. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Yes, you have to. You have to be under a certain amount of stress. So I do agree that it's built. Uh, that it's built, not born with. But there is, yeah, yeah. Actually, no. Yeah, I would say that you built it. But there are certain people that I'm like, dude, fuck. I feel like, like there are certain people that you, they're just obviously it's built. So I'm not gonna say it's not built because. Um, but there's certain people like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, which they spent hours building it. But there's a level of like, you know, like people, there's certain people out there just like, dude, they've always, well, yeah, they've had determination. To yeah, yeah, but that's a yeah, drive. Like, so I think those are things are slightly different. I mean, because when you're talking about like, like mental toughness, we're talking about like the urge to resist, like giving up, right? Mm -hmm. But then drive, I mean, drive is just you want something, but then like something can derail you a lot easier, right? Well, I mean, so, drive is like, the motivation to get what you want. So you yeah, really like, but then I feel like, but it, but drive doesn't always be like the, like the mental toughness part because you can want something. Like trust me, I'm pretty sure you can ask anyone in this world and be like, hey, do you want to be rich? And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, right. Everyone wants to be rich, right? They're all probably driven to be rich. Right. But how many how many of those people are actually have the mental strength to do what it takes to be rich? Right? Yeah. So I feel like there's two aspects of it. Like Kobe, he probably was really driven at young. He's like, hey, I want to do this. He had goals and standards, and he probably made a list of stuff he had to do and shit like that. But mental toughness was the repetition of going through hard shit and being able to overcome these things, right? right. Like, hey, man, like, I can't go out with my friends. My like, fuck it, I got to go work and shit. And you're like, all right, cool. I'm like, you either, at that point, he had a choice. Like, do I go out, take the easier route? I'll be fine. I'll do it tomorrow. Or fuck it. We're like, this is our goal. This is what like we're driven to. I got to do it. And while you're doing something you don't want to do, start building mental toughness, right? Alex Hermosi, Hermosi, he talks about, like, uh, self-confidence is just a fat list of stuff, proof that shows you that you, you are who you say you are, mm -hmm. right? And after you're like, all right, this is what I want to do, you start building this shit because it's probably not going to be easy. You're always going to have fun. You're always going to want like be like, hey, I wonder what they're, what's going on over there. But while you're on your little zone and path, like building the person you want to become, it's probably not going to be easy. How much someone's willing to put up with that shit, like builds upon like how big this desire is, right? But you're still going to have to get better and better because if you have a big ass obstacle, like, hey, like maybe going on a, to a basketball game isn't a big deal but then like oh the whole family or something is going on this huge trip 
and it's gonna be paid for by some fucking person. It's like it's gonna be insane. It's gonna be like once time, once in a lifetime thing. And you're like, fuck, and I have this. Well, that's a bigger obstacle to succumb than just like a baseball game, right? So now, how strong is that mental strength? I'm like, yeah, I could probably give up not going to a baseball game, but is it willing to give up this like once in a lifetime thing for what his goal, original goal was, right? Like, was it strong enough to overcome that, or is it just like, boom, that's as as pretty much as far as he went. So, like, I feel like mental toughness has a spectrum, right? That you can build it, but it might not be able to overcome everything. So this is where your drive kind of like, hey, how badly do you want it? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> That's why I don't argue with anybody about it because everyone has their own personal oh, viewpoints. Yeah. I think, I mean, it goes out saying drive goes hand in hand with mental toughness. Absolutely. Um, but, okay, going on to the next one here. We're down to some crazy rabbit holes. Wait, so, <laughs> so what did you, born or driven for you? Uh, I'd say, uh, not driven, built. Built, born yeah. Born built. I'd say built, yeah. Um, okay, so what is Mags? Uh, Break it down. So, Mr. Logan. Uh, Mags is an acronym. Mm-hmm. Uh, M-A-G-S. M is uh, mental visualization. Um, A is arousal control. G is goal setting. And then S is self-talk. So, What is uh, Mags used for? Uh, just honestly, you can just do it for everyday life if you're just like, if you're... So it's like an acronym attack, you can live so like, by. Yeah, so like if you're, if you're going to do a business deal... Mm-hmm. And you have a super high-rated client about to pay you big-ass bucks, you know, mm-hmm. you know, deal of a lifetime. And you have to go into this room and persuade him that your, you know, product is top-notch. Top-notch. That you should go with best us. Best of the best. Cool. You should go with me and nobody else. Uh, you're going to sit down before you go in that meeting and you're going to go through Mag. So uh, you're going to mentally uh, – start with the end. You're just going to mentally visualize – what you want to happen in that conference room. Mm -hmm. You want to walk in there. You want to be super professional. You want to look the part. You want to talk the part. You want to just be as presentable as possible. And you're going to go in there and you're going to be fully prepared with, you know, your PowerPoint, whatever you have, and you're going to have your product in front of you. You're going to just mentally visualize how you want that whole entire meeting to go. Okay. Like how you want every single part of that to go and it's it helps you just create a baseline for like so say like me like i just tackle every day uh just hour by hour i mentally visualize what i want to happen in the next hour of the day Mm -hmm. um so uh which kind of leads us like into the a part which is arousal control which is um it's just basically just just understanding what um, what your goal is, what your peak performance is, and understanding the control of uh, mind and body uh, to get yourself to that point without over over stressing uh, either one. So uh, you know your mental like mental stability or physical stability. So like so you maximize your potential without yeah. burning out. But, exactly. but do so it, if I wanted to run 100 miles. But do it under the conditions that you need to in maintaining those conditions. In yeah, so, perform the way so that you if want. I'm going to run 100 miles. Okay, I like so that. So first I'm going to use M. I'm going to mentally visualize, you know, on mile 8, I'm going to have an aid station. I'm going to have like a couple packets, just calories, stuff like that. I'm going to have someone standing by for like water, electrolytes, stuff like that. And then I'm going to mentally visualize the next 8 miles uh, on the 16th mile. You know, you're just going to attack it just by every aid station. Yeah. And then um, – you could, and then you use the A, you're going to use arousal control. So you're going to 
you're not going to, you know, redline that first 10 miles. Yeah. Because yeah. you're just going to gas yourself yeah. out. You're not going to be able to finish the last 90. So you have to control yourself. You have to control your mind and body to put out for those whole 100 miles. And, I mean, yeah, it's going to get tough on that 90th mile. You're just going to have to drop the hammer and, and you know, keep going. But, um, but, yeah, so then it leads us into, like, uh, our G, so uh, goal setting. So you're going to want to – you're going to set goals. So, like, that goal is to run 100 miles and, you know, maybe – in, I don't know, like a week or two, you're going to just go run like a half marathon. Like you want to be at a physical shape or a mental state where you can do hard things and then, you know, take the necessary break on your body and stuff like that. So you obviously don't break yourself. You're right. Um, and then be able to go back and do more hard things when you know your body's going to be at peak soreness. You've probably never done it before. Um, and, you know, you're just going to go run the ultra and then a week later have a little half marathon or a marathon to, uh, just keep yourself going. So, uh, goal setting is kind of, um, just a huge part of that. And then, um, the S a part of it is uh, self-talk. So through that hundred miles, you went through your M, you went through your A, you went through your G and then your last one is self-talk. So you're just going to, you just talk to yourself. You like, you know, back to the business deal, you know, you, you think you've sold this guy. You think you've, you know, told him your product's the best. You know, you're the top of the market. You should get all the money for this. You should get all the funding. And you're talking to yourself in this meeting like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm killing this shit. Like, I'm, I'm doing exactly what I mentally visualized uh, when I, before I came in here. And I've controlled myself in a manner, mentally, because there's not much physical part in a conference room. But um, you've mentally controlled yourself throughout this whole entire uh, session and you have met your goals that you set and now you're talking to yourself after this meeting or uh, during the end of this meeting like you're congratulating yourself you're 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 happy for yourself you've completed what you wanted to do and now you're walking away with all the big bucks now mm-hmm. you're the one that people want to be right. and stuff like that so I, I take mags into into every day um, uh, you know I take it into running, um, and just any like physical, like physically hard thing I do uh, on a day-to-day basis, or if it's like just a mental aspect, like if I have to take a test or something like that on something that I know everything about, but uh, you know, so I have test anxiety, like mm-hmm. you know, I start freaking out whenever I see questions and yeah. answers in front of me, uh, especially like the ones you got to write out. You're like, yeah, dude, I don't, For your I don't response, remember. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so, like, you know, you just got to take it, like, and it doesn't have to be big things. It could be just, like, I don't know, just, like, going out to, like, on a first date with, you know, a girl or something like that. You're just, like, you, hopefully you've met her before you're going out on a first date yeah. like stuff like that. But, um. Oh, FaceTime? But, yeah. <laughs> so, you're just going to, yeah, yeah. you're going to, you're going to use your mags and you're just going to do everything that you know you want to do uh, before. You're going to mentally visualize how you want the date to go. Um, you're going to control yourself in a manner that is presentable. Um, and so you can win the, you know, girl your dreams over. Um, there you go. you're going to set your goals. Like, you know, if this works out, I want to goal set. I want to be with this, you know, girl for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And then you're just going to self-talk yourself after the date. Yeah. You're like, all right, I, I made a good decision. I think one of the hardest things and I, it kind of goes with, uh, I would guess I would say, uh, mental visualization is just focus. Like in today's um, society. And I know like, 
for me, I have like the hardest time with uh, with this at times when it's like just speaking of right now, not being focused. Like um, locking in on an area, on an area where like I can basically just completely immerse myself in whatever it is, whether it's a conversation. Because in today's society, right, like technology has become such a, a part of like you know society and people like you know fucking your Apple Watch has got technology on it, right? Your headphone, yeah. like so much shit that goes on. Your phone is basically a part of people now, right? Um, and it's so hard because I struggle with this now. I'll try to do things where like during the week I delete all social media. And then on the weekends I'll like splurge in it like Saturday, Sunday. But then before Monday, Sunday night I'll delete it all again. It's like a reset button for me, which we'll talk about after mental resets. But I've noticed myself and, you know, so many people like fucking Andrew Tate and like all these other people talked about like how like people have become so um, like their brain's fucked because like mental stimulus has now been like controlled by just media. Yeah, you're just, you're living your life by how others see you. Right. And it like, it like fucks up the way you interact with people in person. Like talk about dates and a lot of people meet, and I've, I've done it, but like meet people on like Hinge or Tinder or Bumble. There's something wrong with any of those apps. You're not going to put your ugliest picture on Right, but it's like also a lot of people like riz out on these apps and then in person they like shit the bed. It's like, oh my God, I actually don't know. They usually like drunk as shit when they show up. Yeah, fucking A. So yeah, I've had that, exactly. Um, And so it's just, yeah, there's actually good ones. But like, yeah, people just don't know how to interact anymore like without their phone and their fucking hand. And like, even I noticed like I'll be with my friends and I'm like checking my phone. Like, put the fucking phone now. Dude, it's just like, I like, I dream about this like, I'd love to go to Woodstock, like, you know, back at, like... Oh, 69? Yeah, I'd love to go to Woodstock. down? Yeah, yeah. go to yeah. Woodstock. One, because the music's great, but two, the biggest reason, no nobody phones. had a cell phone in their hand. Yeah. You can't go to a concert nowadays, like... You can't go outside like, your house. Dude, I know, and it's like, I know that Taylor Swift's doing her, like, huge, like, tour right now. Oh, God. I fucking hate Taylor Swift. T-Swizzle? But, yeah, it's like, all these, like, the Swifties. Yeah, oh, Jesus Dude, it's like, they're they're enjoying... The fact that you even know. They're enjoying... That's what they're calling. Yeah, yeah, I got a girlfriend. I... They're living through their phones, like, you're never going to, like, it's like when people record fireworks. It, like... It pisses yeah. me off. Yeah, like, you're never going to go back into your camera roll and watch that fireworks show again. You're never or, like, gonna. be experienced what you experienced there. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. just, like, just living the moment. Like, uh, we were we were just moving uh, two weekends ago, and uh, Caesar was helping me out. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was actually so thinking about. We had to, uh, hopefully the landlord didn't see this, but uh, no, we, we had to... Um, we had to get the couch in the house. And yeah. The couch was not going to fit in the doors, in the doors and up the steps. But there's a balcony on the second second deck, so we had a 24 foot U-Haul. Two of us got on the top of the U-Haul, and him and uh, one of our other buddies were down below. Lifted Cam? the couch, yeah. yeah, lifted the couch up over to the, the top U-Haul. of yeah. the U-Haul where me and Cam were, and they ran up the steps and lifted the couch over the balcony. And uh, when they got back home, my girlfriend and her friend. Uh, they were like, well, did you take a picture? Like, did you take a video? And we were like, no. And our first response is we were living the moment. Yeah. Like, we had so much fun doing that. And like, yeah. we got the job done. Yeah. Not a phone in sight. No. And I'll remember that because that, because I know we're going to have to take the couch out the same way. <laughs> yeah. So I know we're going yeah. to live it again. But yeah. it was just like, shit like that. It's just like, I just like, just, I'm going off tangent on the phone. Not, not. Um, memories. Yeah, I just like I wish I could go back to a time where phones were not like a necessity. That's why I love going to my hunting cabin in Pennsylvania. You don't have phone service. You're in the middle of the woods, roughing it out, 
there's no shower. I mean, we got a shitter, but it's a hole that was dug yeah. with an excavator. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we call it the Thunderdome. It's like yeah. our shitter. Um, <laughs> so you you, walk, you go yeah. in the Thunderdome and you fucking, you sit your ass on a piece of wood yeah. and you take a shit. Yeah, and no, it's, I, like, it's like such a mental reset and it's just, it's so nice because... You're not worried about, oh, who liked my picture, like, yeah. who uploaded today, who posted today. And yeah. A lot of it's good, but then it's 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 98% toxicity. You know, oh, yeah, and there's 2% good stuff where you can actually, like, learn and, mm-hmm. you know. Definitely, dude, I think that, like, I've tried to become more and more self-aware of that because, like, all the YouTube and, like, the podcast and, like, dude, I used to be the worst, like, record everything. And even I got to a point where I was like, dude, what's the point? No, you're wrong. I had some cool videos and I made some cool little vlogs, but it's like. If you were to send all the, you know, like the span of my time in Chico, let's just say, how much of it was like on the phone or doing something, like it's way too much time I was spending. Like, yeah. Majority, more than like, I would say like 25% of all waking hours just on the phone. And you're probably with your friends. Yeah, right? Like and it's that. like fucking Losing. stupid because I'm just trying to capture a moment so I can upload it for people that I don't give a fuck about to see. <laughs> how fucked is that? And I, I you know at least I'm, a, uh, I'm able to admit that, but I was like, God, this is not fucking good. Like. I can't be worrying about what so many people are thinking just to get, like, you know, it's, it, they did a, a study on this, but, like, your brain releases releases the same level of fucking dopamine. Um, when you get a like. That when you get a like, as when you have, like, sex or chocolate, like, there's a level of uh, uh, dopamine that's released, your endorphins, because it, our brain has been so triggered. Now, certain people, probably like you and maybe Caesar, I know you guys aren't on as much, which is probably good. Um, you guys might have not have the same effect, but for people that use social media, like, regularly... Um, like they literally have like a dopamine spike. I'll be lying if I said I didn't when I'm like, oh fuck, well, I got X amount of views or likes, but that's just not healthy. I probably yeah. saw the same thing that you did, but um, it was like a study on the brain that I saw, and it was about dopamine and scrolling on like uh, TikTok or Instagram. Yeah. If you wake up in the morning and that first ten minutes that your eyes see the sunlight, and you grab your phone mm-hmm. and you start swiping, in those first ten minutes that you're awake. You will release more dopamine, and your I, I, I don't fact check me. But no, no, I'm, I'm pretty I, sure this is like what it was saying. I just kind of just grasped. Don't fact check me. I'm about to yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm about to <laughs> but, yeah, check but this out. If you scroll on TikTok or Instagram like that, you're dumping so much dopamine into your brain, mm-hmm. and for the remainder of the day, you've already released your like max potential of dopamine, yeah. and so you're gonna be miserable. You're gonna be like short fused, like angry and stuff like that you're going to be so much quicker to react all the things. like genuine yeah, happiness and shit of the day has just been released in the morning like, so oh my god everything else is downhill this yeah. dude posted today i well, like or this chick's all yeah it's like yeah. dopamine just dumping your brain dude, yeah that's yeah. i saw you know andrew huberman yeah um, yeah so he's you guys who don't know if you check him out he's like a huberman lab podcast yeah huberman lab just check him out he's a really smart dude but he always uh basically correlates like myths to science and like what's bullshit and what's not but on one of his studies, he showed that um, – I watched it today um, or a little snippet of it. And he was talking about how basically after – I think it's like an hour or two on TikTok or anywhere, like you literally are swiping, but you don't know what you're looking for anymore. Like don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's cool to go on there and check shit out. But well, like, who's there for an hour? Exactly. I mean you know, a lot of people just be fucking – that's the society you're living in. That's why I did uh, – that's why I've never downloaded – TikTok, just because I know how. It's also in their uh, addictive. In their um, what's it, what's it, what's called one of your first like. Oh, uh, terms of agreement. Yeah, terms of agreement. There's a there's a line in there that they have come uh, full access to all your devices that are connected. Oh to yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, and so uh, and it's true because I know I've done it where I've literally been when I'm really getting like when I've really been wired. It's like, yo, I'll be driving, 
check Snapchat, <laughs> check Instagram. Yeah. Check Bumble. Put my phone out. Yeah, check Bumble. <laughs> Literally put it down for one second, drive, pick it back up, and it's like, yeah. dude, your brain is fucked. Like, yeah, it's there's nuts. nothing's going to change. So that's why for me, and everyone's different, that's why I say it's like, dude, if you can do things in moderation, you can, but like, I'm someone that I know it's like, sometimes I just got to cold turkey shit and then come back to it. Yeah. Like, I will just turn on, I will kill all my devices for the week. Like, yeah. I will leave, believe it or not, TikTok, but I, the only thing I follow, I unfollowed a while ago. I'm following all the hot chick pages on TikTok, so everything I follow <clears> now is like, Motivation, um, which we can talk about too. Sometimes you can burn out on motivation bullshit. Yeah, like, yeah. Which is great, but like, I mean, at some point you already have all you yeah, need right? to you motivate. Need. Yeah, um, but then at some point you're just like a distraction. Exactly, you're using it as an excuse. But real quick, yeah. So it's, but it is like motivation or quotes or, or snippets <clears> of <throat> podcasts. So I use TikTok, believe it or not, to like kind of like self motivate. But other than that, I don't have anything during the week. So no, you know, Snapchat. Uh, I don't use Twitter, but Instagram, any dating apps. Um, and then what it makes me do is like, if I'm on my phone, all of a sudden my time, my screen just goes way the fuck down. Yeah. I'm only, and I'm not big on texting. So I mean, they're like, like I'll text the boys, but I'm not going to be like blowing shit up. And yeah. Texting the girls. yeah. I was really happy whenever I started getting a notification on my screen time, dude. I, it was so bad. It's cool, huh? That they can show you the, how much. So bad. All right, pull it out. What's your screen times? And I'm recording right now. It's like, like, uh, it says I was, I was like, at, uh, I wonder what mine's like actually. Four hours right? and 16 minutes. I literally just looked at it this morning. Yeah. I was, I was well, like, this morning you had four hours? Isn't that crazy? Four hours about 16 it. minutes. And that's no, probably way under. Like, yeah, just daily hours. Because mine was at like six hours at one point. Like six hours. Bro. I could, I'd do oh. it. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I don't know what. Guess what's mine at? It's actually pretty high right now. Eight. Eight or, t- eight or ten. Ten. Bro, yeah. ten hours. Well, okay, so, so, that's, so. That's your daily okay. average. So this so, is all right. So I'll give you this. Okay. So this doesn't count for seven. No, no. So this doesn't count because I slept with Hulu on. Uh, so I was gonna get to that. So from one a.m. to so yeah. So so, okay. so so click on it. You can see what was used. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so, so it was Hulu for five hours, but it was just that <clears> night because I slept uh-huh. watching it. So, so you have roughly two hours of. Uh, just screen time on other things. Like sometimes I'll. Well, leave my but then it on. also counts when I'm like using it for work. Yeah, so like that obviously doesn't count. Okay, like, so, it so, but so I was thinking about that too. Like, so I YouTube was an hour. YouTube's like listening and shit. Well, Spotify was thirty-one minutes, but I use it while I'm at the gym. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Does that count? Probably yeah, not. I would. Then Chrome and Google. I would probably deduct like thirty percent, and that's probably your screen time. Well, my screen time was about an hour. Screen hour nineteen. One hour for Hulu. Oh, yeah, for because Hulu. everything else was messages, Chrome, and but it was five hours and forty minutes was on Hulu, but that was just. Uh, the only time I actually did was when I was eating breakfast in the morning and I was watching. But other than that, it's just a fuck ton of. Um, but even if, think about that though. Even if that number's like relatively, like think about it, it takes six hours. Like, isn't that crazy? You spend six hours a day on your phone. Yeah. It's just nuts how much like you, you use it, whether you need to or not. Like, um, and so yeah, I noticed when I take it down, like I'm forced to. If I'm gonna be on my phone, I'll start doing things that are productive, like watch masterclass videos or YouTube trainings, because I'm like. Fuck, I'm gonna use my phone, I might as well use it for something good, right? But it's then when I can go on fucking stupid ass IG <clears throat> or Snapchat. Yeah, you know what's so, crazy though? So you watch that thing and then you have your other apps open. You, so you're gonna scroll yeah. up, go to the right, and then you're just gonna quick check the app. Yeah. Nothing's changed. You haven't got yeah. a notification. You just have this thing in the back of your brain, you're just like, I wanna check it right now, I'm gonna check that's it. That's like the cortisol though, because I feel like it's a huge dopamine spike when you get something that's like oh, a ding. Like, but oh, then when you like, check and it's literally been a minute, so you already know that's nothing there. But then it's such a bum. Like be, before like, my girlfriend, like what the fuck? So you just expose yourself. You're feeding. You're like I yeah. Need something, I need before something. my girlfriend now is like when I, before we were dating and stuff like that, she would text me. You're like, 
she'd like message me or something like that. Oh my god, the dopamine rush would be like yeah. insane. It was just like, yeah. and then I would just like, <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would respond. Well, I I was like, I knew I want this chick. Like, yeah. I knew I want this girl. I, I know I like, she you know, she's so sick. Yeah. Um, and then I would respond, and I know she hasn't responded back. Shit again. Just, I was just, hey, let me ask you again. Why not? Do you take your, do you take, have you, you, do you have your text notifications off? Because I turn all those off too. Like, I don't know. I think it's been like four or five years now, but I remember, because I don't know about you guys, but I literally keep all my notifications off, which is probably maybe worse because then it makes me go check shit more. Like, oh, did someone text oh, no, me? I, I keep on all, but I, I'll I have no it notifications so it on. I only have those for work. Yeah. That's good. I have it so it doesn't show me what the text is. It just is. Yeah, notification. Like iMessage. iMessage, yeah. Well, see, I leave like it. To, that's, it's like mystery, though. I just let it tell me because if not, if it's just an iMessage, you, one, you don't know who it is or what it's saying. But then some bullshit, I like, see it, turn it, put it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if I know, like, you know, Caesar's not trouble, it's like, if Caesar texts me, I'm going to fucking look at it for like another hour. Yeah. But like, you know, if my girl texts me, I mean, me, I could I'm be fucking dying it, like, with a busted car in the middle of the like, That is true, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I, I, I prefer calling too, though. And now that I have an iPhone, which is FaceTime. I just FaceTime people because I'm like, I kind of want to see your face, dude. I mean, no homo, but just like, yo, what's going on? I hate the yeah. emotionless texting. Like, yeah, man. You don't know. You I mean, I check up on like, my friends. They're saying something to you and you think they're like, just being a dickhead. And you call them and they're like, yo, bro, what's up? Yeah. Dude, where are you? And like, it's like an exclamation. And you think it's like, dude, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, bro, where you at? Yeah. Yeah. It's the tonality. That's the yeah. other thing. I mean, that's actually a really good uh, point. Um, I don't know if you even meant to make or not, but yeah, it's like, there's no, it's, you know, so much of um, a message in like communication is tonality. Do you guys FaceTime your boys? Or just yeah, like, occasionally. Yeah, I'll FaceTime on the phone. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I would Honestly, like most of the time, like people from work, um, I'll just FaceTime them. I'm just like, dude, what's up? Yeah, it's good yeah. to say what up to them. Well, just because, yeah. I mean, I like checking up on people, but I feel like there's a different level of like It's the closest effort. thing you can do to connect yeah. without being there. It's a different yeah. kind of effort. So I'm not like, they know faces. that I'm not like half ass in the conversation. Like they're seeing I'm involved. And it's quick to the point concise, right? Versus when you're on the phone, I feel like sometimes we'll kind of just like bullshit. I'm like, no, man, I'm just like, when I face them, I'm like, hey, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, all right, cool, see you later. But then, I mean, all the time that I was there, like, you're present, cool, got to the point, said what you need to say, and, you know, yeah, I mean, that's, right. the only, that's the only thing. I, that, yeah, and right. now I can be on part of the group chats. Facts. Yeah. I, I was going to say, though, on the, Green bubble. Um, on, yeah, on, like, messages, it's crazy, because, like, things can be so misinterpreted that the 55-7, or 53-7-35 uh, rule, which is, like, I always refer to this on the podcast, but it's just, to me, it's super interesting. They did a study back at UCLA and they found that when you, whenever you're communicating, only 7% of what you say is communicated to the person. 35 is tonality, the way you say it, and 53 is the nonverbals. Because if I was like, if basically if I was like, oh, wow. yeah. if I was like, yo, what's up, Logan? Or if I was like, yeah, what's up, Logan? Like, what's one of them? My eyes were at you, I was like kind of smiling, my shoulders are open, like I'm like engaged. You're welcome. The other way, I'm like, what? My voice is like, I can give a fuck about you, I'm looking away, my head's down. And it's crazy because it seems so simplistic, but when you break that down to communication, it's like, dude, most of what you're saying to someone is not what the fuck you're saying. It's also, how like, and super in a body language too. It. Like if I'm in, like if my body language is like, you know, if you're if if I'm if I'm leaning towards you and like yeah. I like my hands are I'm I'm relaxed right now, like yeah. I trust you and stuff like that. Yeah. But that if I'm leaning back and my arms are crossed and I'm talking to you, yeah. I'm like I'm not scared, but I'm I'm nervous. I'm, Anxious. I'm, yeah, exactly. Reserved or something. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent, dude. 
And it's crazy because, like, you think about it, like, you can definitely read, like, a girl's vibe, right? You go up to the girl at the bar, like, hey, how are you doing? Or whatever. And she's like, and she's like, oh, I'm good. Like, smiles. Like, I always, I'll start to smile. Like, that's how you test it. Like, give them a smile. And if they start smiling back, okay, cool. Like, we got some. But if they're just like, hi, like, what? Yeah, hi. I'm like, okay, fuck this. She does not care fuck about me. Yeah, no. And sometimes you gotta, you know, close the deal. Gotta fucking <laughs> ask some questions. But no, um, all jokes aside, it's crazy because, like, the tonality and uh, nonverbals are so, so important. Um, but to wrap it up, this has actually been a really good episode. Um, I guess we could wrap it up with, oh, yeah, how important is sleep, dude? I know we were talking about this earlier. Caesar, this guy can go out for like fucking an hour and a half of sleep and just be good uh, to go. Yeah, so. Wait, who? Me? No. I, I like my minutes, sleep, but I think minutes. there's a like margin of where it starts getting worse for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, speaking of studies, you guys can fact check me on this. Like, too much sleep is also bad. It can yeah, cause depression. 100%. But then too little sleep can cause, can cause cognitive impairment. So, like, you know, it's people that have been sleep deprived are as, uh, like, cognitively impaired as someone that's over the limit just drinking, right? So, yeah, it, it can be as, like, it can be as bad as those truck drivers, people. I mean, not, now there's laws. My uncle's a truck driver. So now there's laws. Yeah, truck driver? Yeah, so okay. they have to log hours. You can't drive more than certain hours a uh-huh. day. If you do within your schedule, you actually get pulled over, get tickets, uh, just because, like, sleep's important, but then at the same time, they've done studies. People that sleep and mope and you kind of just stay in bed and don't go out having sunlight, like those are people that also end up in depression because you're not stimulating your body enough and you're just over, like over resting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like anything in like over the limit. Yeah, anything style. over moderation. There's a there's another story they did too and I forgot. We gotta um, start like figuring out actually like quoting the studies because right? we, we're we saying study. Computer, we can use yeah. computer. Hey, um, uh, James or what's uh, his name? Uh, Jamie. Jamie. Jamie Patrick. But they said that um, <laughs> how it works is like so you have like four levels of sleep, right? You have uh, it, it's it's in like a weird order, but it's uh, beta is your highest level, like when you're like I don't know, working out or when you're doing something that you're fully intensified in, like sex or fucking um, I guess running. Then there's alpha levels. Alpha is like just talking, communicating, um, and these are just uh, brain uh, brain waves in your sorry, not sleep levels. These are just uh, uh, brains frequencies then there is theta and theta is like right you know when you're like about to sleep you're like dozing off like you're half awake half asleep you ever heard something like been that like, yeah. like you kind of hear a conversation or like your buddy's driving you hear the music but you're like basically dreaming yeah. and then there's delta delta is when you're like fucking out like deep sleep so when and you're then, like in REM sleep right and then you, yeah. exactly then you get into sleep levels because so, sorry I'm talking about I know that sounded like brain frequencies uh, beta alpha and it goes theta. Goes but delta. these are all while you're awake. These are these are just the frequencies of the brain. So delta theta is like when you're basically sleeping. Delta is when you're asleep, right? But within that, then you have things called like REM sleep, right? Which everyone knows is like super fucking. Important. And they happen during sleep during delta. Delta, right? And so, Nick, yeah, actually, thanks for clarifying that. And so, basically, what happens is your body a sleep cycle is about ninety minutes. They say um, I think it's like ninety minutes to two hours, and you go through about four sleep cycles in average sleep, right? Which is about eight hours. So to add to your point, you're right. If you oversleep, there's it can actually be really detrimental to you too. Because what happens is, I saw this yesterday. And I'm like, fuck, that makes sense. You know, which I know I do, and I'm sure we've all done it. Like the alarm goes <clears> off <throat> and you hit the snooze button, just to gain like 10 more minutes of sleep. That's actually like scientifically proven worse for you because what your body does is it tries to go back into a sleep cycle, and then you abruptly wake it up. Yeah. Yeah. So you're actually depriving yourself. Like it might be much better to wake up on time. I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but it'd be much better to wake up on time. Pre- you're, and, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, I'm preaching to you. Okay. That's what preaching the car means. Yeah, no, no, I just meant like, but as assuming that I'm the one that's telling you to wake up early, right? 
Yes. Cool. I do. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I just want to make sure we're on the right page. Anyway, and and so yeah, your body actually starts to have a negative effect. So even if you had eight perfect hours of sleep and you slept in for another thirty minutes, it actually has a negative impact. So yeah, makes sense. Fucking interesting. Yeah, but I, I definitely don't get enough sleep. How much do you sleep? Girl, just depends. Like I, I'm blessed if I get six. Six hours. You're blessed. So, yeah, I just like it's the job. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to fall asleep uh, at a reasonable time, and then um, obviously waking up um, super early hours yeah. of the day uh, just to get the fuck after it. Yeah. Um, <sighs> a lot of it's like out of my control. Actually, yeah. All of it's yeah, it's work. Control. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I. It's why I, I've always there's um, what I'm doing is. Um, I just like my time is so important. Um, if I have to get something done, I would rather pay somebody to do it because um, my time is so much more valuable than money right now. Yeah. Um, so I definitely like I can easily run off like a full day. You know, I could I could run a twenty four hour shift um, on three hours of sleep. Three four do, hours do, of you, sleep. do you drink hella caffeine? Caffeinated as fuck. Not caffeine doesn't really do much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's hyper caffeine. Uh, so like you know, just like coffee. So I've actually, is, I is, is, is like, a, is, do you call it synthetic caffeine? Yeah. Well, I also like stimulate. Like I'll, I'll switch over. Sometimes you'll drink caffeine, just won't do it. Sometimes you drink an energy drink and it won't do it. Sometimes energy drinks I you, don't so if, do I, it. if I drink a bang, I'm off the walls. But if yeah. I drink a Celsius, a bang. monster, yeah, Celsius don't do it for me. Anything. Well, it's does because not do anything. I. It's um, like green tree extracted caffeine. Um, I might think it might. Tea doesn't really do shit to me. It actually makes me sleepy, which is weird. But I don't know, fucks on in bangs, but it's like meth, bro. That's like, like yeah, I the bang is the only energy. Which this was the thing that okay, this is why I told him that the first day he went back and drank caffeine, he went straight for a bang. I'm like, alright, this is way too much no, caffeine for you. It's like three hundred milligrams. Yeah, so and I'm just like three hundred milligrams. This, I mean, that's actually what I woke up and drank. But yeah, I know it's one of those things where I'm like, hey, like it just depends on what it is. Sometimes I don't drink more than 400 milligrams of caffeine a day, 350. Even that's fucking. Well, it's how you do it. So I also don't drink caffeine after 3 p.m., right? So uh, caffeine has a life, uh, half cycle or a life cycle about seven hours or so. So even if you drink caffeine like at five or something like that, it's still going to affect your sleep schedule. I'll tell you what caffeine have. is. is vitamin D, taking it from the sun. That's like the sun best. does help. That's what I'm saying. Caffeine like early like- exposure into the beginning or like shock therapy, like stuff that he does, like waking up uh, and taking a cold shower. Dude, if you wake your up, body if in. you wake up before that sun comes up and you get to witness that – and then you get to enjoy it throughout the whole entire day. Well, see, I think that is the best. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it victory. I'm gonna call it more motivation than anything. It's beat like, the sun up. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, it's also what's then, supposed to wake you up. Why? This is why. Like I like when I usually pick my rooms and I move somewhere else. I make sure that the room is facing where the sun comes up, right? Yeah. So that I have the morning daylight. Although right now, because of my creepy ass neighbors, I had to get the dark. Uh, um, Shout out to the creepy ass Yeah. Um, I had to get those uh, sunproof or the oh, ones the that, yeah, the light proof. Oh, yeah, black Bla- yeah, blackout curtains yeah. just because I always speaking and I'm just like, it's a little weird. Yeah, Max yeah, so, yeah, Max doesn't like them. 
But um, but yeah, no, other than that, I just like crack it open before I go to bed so that the light comes in. And as soon as the light comes in, like I'm usually up by 7 o'clock without an alarm. I'm like, wait, I like dozing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 7 o'clock is usually easy, easy for me to wake up. Anything I get before that, I need to make sure that I go to sleep like around 10 a.m. So that I have like eight hours, eight to seven and a half hours of sleep is like when my body's like usually ends like the cycle. And it just, I'm usually readily alert right yeah so I, I get into it other than that like you're knocking the door to wake me up like yeah, I'm not I, up. I can't wake up to yeah. alarms stuff like that it takes like a lot it's, I know it's super bad to wake up to super loud alarms like super abrupt alarms because you're not I think you're supposed to naturally just yeah it's like stressful uh, wake up yeah I wake up to the loudest <laughs> alarm yeah I can imagine possible because yeah. I just yeah. like dude if I'm if I when I fall asleep, one, I can fall asleep anywhere. Me and my boys falling asleep on concrete, fucking yeah. cuddling each other to try yeah. to like, stay warm and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but then I, if I'm in a comfortable position, like if I'm like in my bed at night and I'm racked out, I can fall asleep within three seconds. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I can just be completely dead asleep uh, yeah, yeah. In, in seconds. And then, but then to wake up, it's just, yeah. It's I have one too that you talked about earlier. Like, are people born with like uh, mental illness or is it built? I have a theory that certain folks are born they can like sleep off of, like two or three hours. Like, I have buddies. One of my buddies is a sheriff. He'll like, I mean, I know he's tired, but like, he'll do like four hours and, like on the shifts, like four hours, and then yeah. go back to the jail and then whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, for me, I mean, I'm, I know I'm too agree. So, I'm a bitch, but like, dude, yeah. I can't. I remember real quick. Okay, so like, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're right. I had this thing with uh, so on sports thing when he's talking about like. Sleep faster, just sleep six hours a day. And I was like, when I, and I was like 20, I went through a breakup. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And I was, for about a month and a half, I was doing, I'd go to bed at midnight, wake up at six, and then I'd go, I'd go straight to the gym. I'd go to bed at 11.30, wake up at 5.30, go to the gym. Believe it or not, there was a time when I was doing this. Wake up at 5.30, go to the gym, get a workout, and then I was uh, intermittent fasting. So, yeah. and then I wouldn't eat until about noon, I mean, from noon to 12. And so, I so there's a bunch of things that come into play with it. Yeah. But I remember at the end of it, dude, I was like, God, like I would, I talk about like hitting the bed, like I would lay on the couch for a second, and like, out. And so I was like, dude, I you need like get into a routine because like I was never like that. Yeah. I would, I could, you know, you know, five years ago, six years ago, yeah. I could sleep fourteen hours of the day. Jesus. And I would like, you know, it didn't happen a lot, but I would have to sleep nine hours a night yeah. to even be to get one productive thing done. Like mm-hmm. obviously, like you know, worked a lot of jobs and stuff like that. Yeah, but. You know, I solely relied on sleep to be productive during the day, and it's just like now it's just like <clears throat> what I do for work and um, like just everything like that. It's just like I've gotten in such a routine where I can fully be a hundred percent one professional and two productive yeah. on four hours of sleep. That's right? crazy. Yeah, I mean, so. It's a, sorry. I was trying to get back to the whole four hours of sleep. Like I feel like that's where I, I was getting to when I was talking about like choosing your stress because it's not really stress. I mean, you always hear this all the time. It's like, hey, like do something you love because you'll never work a day in your life. Like this is why it's a great career that he went into that because if he's willing to do that and to him, like yeah, it's hard, but it's stuff that like kind of like pumps him up, motivate him. Like that's like the easiest way to push through hard things. Right, because you kind of perceive them as like, damn, I want to like you're you're looking forward more to the finish line and what you're gonna be doing than like those uncomfortable situations, right? Yeah, you think about the yeah. end, end destination versus yeah, the right. So yeah. I mean, take the same thing for the whole four hours, uh, you know, sleeps. Like you would do that in a heartbeat if that meant you could go through the PGA tour and 
you had to wake up yeah, yeah, to watch it. Like you would do, <laughs> yeah, you're like, I dude, that alarm would go up, and you'd be like, "Fucking go, Tiger!" Yeah, I've done that before. Oh, you know, I've gone to sleep on like four hours. Yeah, and, and, and it's a thing though. Yeah, yeah, and it's rough though. You feel it. You still feel the same. But it's you. It's really how um like this feeling of like tiredness. Like I feel like it's going back into those wavelengths. Like the 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 closer you are to where your body is being less stimulated, the more tired you end up being. Because I can tell people if I'm having fun, having a blast. I'm, I'm not getting tired. As soon as I get bored, I'll pass the fuck out, right? Because boredom is the hardest thing for me. Like, if I'm bored and not, like, feeling stimulated, I'm tired. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to bed, right? But, like, if I'm, like, having a great time or being, like, feeling stimulated and just kind of being engaged in whatever I'm doing, right? right? Like, your friend, like, he loves being a cop, so he's always being stimulated. He, to him, to us, it's probably just another fucking job, but to him, he's like, oh, shit, fighting crime and all this shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. However, he sees it, yeah, right? No, I feel so he's just like he's he's involved and engaged in four hours of sleep. He's like, yeah, fuck that. It's nothing, right? But I mean, you talk about like you tell him to go golf, and he's like, nah, fuck this. He's probably tired because he's not engaged in that situation. He's not like feeling oh, he's like, cool doing that. Yeah, like one or two. If you ask me to go like play golf, like yeah, it's cool. Like yeah, yeah but he's probably doing. Yeah, but you ask him to go hunting. The motherfucker's yeah, up. Exactly, yeah, he's up at four a.m. It's it's it's. I'm up at It's really about exactly. We're not. We're probably not big hunters, but the fact that we're gonna do it all as boys, we're like, all right, let's fucking do it. Then we're gonna be motivated, right? So it's being in that same hang, uh, headspace and figuring out what what it is that you're willing to do, like what's the purpose and why you do the things you do, right? And then at that point, like hardship's going to come by because it's going to be part of it, but you're probably going to be easier and you're going to be able to endure all these things because it's like just part of it. Like you're going to see the end goal and you're like, fuck it, yeah? It's yeah. also crazy because like, you know, those two things are so different, like dolphin hunting, like Dude, I can sit in the woods for nine hours, not see a fucking leaf fall from a tree, <laughs> but I love it. But then your ass gets to go out and shoot, you know, yeah, go, you know, go. Just, you not know. even make a hundred, but then play. Like I can play 30, 54 holes in a day, play three rounds of golf. Yeah, I can be out there all day. Exactly. But I don't see a fucking leaf fall from a yeah. tree, dude. I'm like, but I'm having the time. Exactly. Life. So it's like, it's well, so you know, what's crazy too, leaves. too, is, um, or you guys are both kind of talking about it, but Joe Dispenza, who's uh, like a world renowned like psychologist or, uh, who takes like takes like the fluffy feel good, you know, like positivity and then like science and like blends them, which is always dope when you can take like someone that like, I never quit when I run, right? And then they go like, well, the reason why he doesn't quit is because you know, the neurochemicals in his brain activate this. Like, yeah. it's cool to like know the science behind it, you know what I mean? Anyway, he breaks down the fact that he's like, he made a good example in this podcast. He's like, I remember when you were a kid and there was a, you guys were going to go to a field trip or whatever, you go on the beach and do something cool, right? And you're a little kid, right? And you were up before your parents, right? Like Christmas, right? You're up before your parents oh, yeah. waking them up, right? And it's like, you know, you, you were all excited and then fucking, you, you couldn't wait to get up or, you know, wake up the next day and you were ready to go, right? Shoes are all laid out, clothes ready. He's like, and then you fast forward to an adult for the majority of adults. It's like a lot of people, right? They can't get out of bed. They're kind of, you know, lethargic through their day. It's just another day. He's like, the reason why is he talks about is like basically um, variety versus familiarity. And at the end of the day, yeah, you have to be consistent and disciplined to get like those long-term, you know, benefits out of life. But it's like good because it's like, I know like when days when I'll wake up and it's going wrong. Like, yeah, I like solar, but like, I'm not going to say I love it. Like, I like getting better at my job. I like yeah, progress. We're, we're, we're get no, I like progress, but I'm not like obsessed with doors. I'm obsessed with what it can do for me. You're in the wrong it's crowd. A, we're both in. He's probably <laughs> no, more into solar I'm, than I'm, I am. I'm, and so, no, and so, yeah. but check this out. And so, it's all good. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, oh, no, 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 I, I got to finish this real quick. And so then what happens is, um, if I know my day when I wake up, I'm like, fuck, I got to go to the gym. I got to take cold shot. I got to do push-ups. I got to knock doors. I'm going to get a fuck ton of nose. I'm going to start getting pissed off at those. Now, there's also self-talk I have to be aware of. A lot of my eyes, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the same shit. Then I'm going to come back, eat lunch, go to bed, right? Nothing about that excites me. 
right? Nothing about it. So when the alarm goes off, and this is where you have to you gotta get out of your inner bitch, like you talk about, and just do it. But I'm like, fuck, there's nothing about that that excites me. Now, if it was my first day, like you know, first day at Sunrun, or first day, you know, golfing, or going to Newport, something, you know, something that excites me, this fucking guy, then I know that the second that I, you can just hold it, you fuck it. The second that I uh, wake up, I'm already predicting and like imagining, visualizing good things coming. And so that's the hardest part is you gotta flip that bitch switch off and be like, Today's going to be a good day. I'm going to get a great gym pump at the gym. I'm not going to be tired. I'm going to go hit the doors. I'm going to be successful at the meeting. I'm going to come home. I'm going to chop it up with Caesar. We're going to have a great conversation. Like You have to visualize before you wake up. Like Tomorrow's going to be something different. Because when you can expect everything, right? Like yeah. it'll mundane will drive a man fucking crazy. It's like there's a I, I need to pull the YouTube video up. I need to, I'll, sh- I'll show you guys. Two girls, one cut. I love it. After the cast, but yeah, it's um after the cast. Um, that's some porn shit. <laughs> after the cast, fucking season. But after the pod, yeah, you know, fucking show yeah, yeah. It's uh, this is video, and it's uh, it's just, it's uh, I think he's a Green Beret, and he's talking about like you know the 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 whys of why he is a green bird right now mm-hmm. and it's you know he didn't want to sit at the same desk a nine to five he didn't want to travel the same roads do yeah. the same job every day week by week yeah he didn't want to go see the same exact people every single week and it's just like it's the same exact shit he did yeah. he wanted to be like he didn't want his kids to look up to anybody else mm-hmm. he just wanted he wanted to be the best man that he could possibly be for them yeah, uh, yeah for them and stuff like that so and, he, and have variety in his life Exactly. Yeah. So like you want he wanna change. He was like because yeah. like, you know you know, taking something in uh I don't want to use moderation, but like um if you're like if you're so used to the same exact thing every single day, um you get comfortable. Yeah, and it's predictable. Be, being comfortable is the scariest thing, mm-hmm. uh for me at least. Yeah. Um but yeah, so it's like kinda like you like you know what you're gonna do though, but um you're always gonna have like you're gonna live on the same schedule, but that schedule will change by mm-hmm. different things because your job is so yeah. You're meeting like, it's, you're, time, you're meeting right? exactly. It's, you're you're yeah. getting the difference and you're getting the adversity mm-hmm. um, that your your mind needs to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, just just yeah, waking up and doing a nine to five. I I you never do it. Yeah, never, never 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 sit behind a desk. No I work a nine to five. No shot. Exactly. All right, Caesar. What did you have to say for you, Bubba Mike? I spaced out. Okay. Yeah, so no. I mean, yeah, it was probably looking great. Um, <laughs> uh, but that was pretty much it, man. All I mean, right, I'm glad this talk. Uh, we had this talk because yeah, I'm, I'm leaving with I'm I'm leaving with a lot of new knowledge. Obviously, everyone else that's out listening to this, all 300 followers. Um, that's right, baby. Hey, when you ever look back and be like, damn, I thought that was big. I remember when I got my first like 50, and I was like, no way. Yeah. Maybe get 100 and so I'll just keep going. And but then you're right, you right, right back to Snapchat and the yeah, same place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just mad at Snapchat, everybody. People like starting following me on shit because I just annoy them, but fucking yeah. hell. Um, but anyway, yeah, dude, this was a great podcast. Um, so big news, I guess we'll fucking, I guess we'll just make it happen now. So this was going to be the last, I got I to keep myself too, it's hard to kind of really, it's going to be the last official podcast for Larry Society. So Logan, we're going to have you on here a bunch more. But reason why is we talked about off camera. I feel like, in case anyone hasn't seen my last 20 fucking episodes, we don't even talk about anything funny. Don't get me wrong. I think it's, we'll laugh on the podcast, but where I am in life now versus where I was three years ago, it's a way different fucking person. And at the time, if you listen to episodes one through 20, I was talking about Jake's blackout stories and just, just stupid fucking college <laughs> I have shit. a lot of those. You know what I'm saying? We, we, and we, love we, and we, we'll, we'll have podcasts yeah, for those, but that was all the podcast was about. It was like trying to be like a little college fucking frat boy and just stupid. So... 
the podcast has definitely changed for the better. Have people like you and Caesar and Cam and just Pia and like so many other people that are like on a route of success um, are just trying to change their life. Like success is different for everyone, but people that want to make themselves better in any way, shape, or form is where this podcast is going. So everyone cry about it. Cry about it now. It's the last podcast for Layer Society. We're going to rebrand it. We're still going to have the same following. Um, but Logan, I, I almost wanted to wait until after, like, do it before, but fuck it. I wanted to, I need to hit my goal for a podcast this month. So this is the last official episode of Hilarious Society. It's been a hell of a run. Um, maybe I'll do one more saying goodbye to everyone and then go into the wilderness and hunt for six years and come back. <laughs> anyway, no, all jokes aside, um, Logan, thanks again for coming on, dude. It was honestly a really good one. Caesar, okay. fucking love you, G. You're always dropping some knowledge. And it's good to have a, hey, real quick, people that don't know this or, or disagree or whatever, Having a friend that genuinely wants the best for you can be a bitch sometimes. It's honestly annoying. Um, but I can't be more thankful. And I'm only living in Sky for a month now with Caesar. And I'm Logan's, I know it's the same boat too, called, like making sure I'm not having my inner bitch. Um, but uh, having people like that in your life, because they'll call you on your shit and you don't want to fucking hear it. But that's the only way you're going to propel in life. Obviously, at the end of the day, it's up to you. But having friends that keep you accountable and aren't just there to like fucking rub your back when you do good and oh, it's not your fault when you do bad. You know, accountability is yeah, so huge. Fault. Yeah, exactly. You have to know that it's on you. So having dudes like that, but knowing that they want the best for you and that they're not just trying to be assholes, maybe they are. <laughs> you gotta, you have to appreciate it because friends like that come far and few in between the lives. So happy to have you boys in my corner. Um, anyway, guys, thanks again. This is the last episode of Hilarious Society podcast. It's been a three-year run, or two-years run. Um, and we're going to start something new. This is not the end of Nick Federico on the podcast, but this is the end of Polar Society. Final thoughts? It's the end of this stage. It's the end of the age. Oh, All right. shit. All right. Catch you boys later.